As a note to listeners, this episode was recorded remotely in national lockdown as a result of COVID-19 restrictions. Therefore, sound quality may be affected. Welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast, brought to you by the external relations team here at UWE Bristol. UWE Bristol is one of the largest and most diverse universities in the UK and a teaching excellence framework gold-rated institution. This rating reflects our success in producing work-ready graduates with practical skills and exposure to real-world business challenges. This podcast series provides bite-sized insights on how you can access the best talent UWE Bristol has to offer, casting a spotlight on engagement and recruitment pathways and facilitating discussion around employability. Whatever your sector or size, working in partnership with UWE Bristol and our diverse student body can help you drive innovation and inclusive growth. So do get in touch and do check out the other episodes in the series. I'm Renee Burkow, and I'll be hosting this Talking Talent episode. The aim of this episode is to support you in understanding the impact of COVID on early year recruitment and how to make the most of opportunities to engage students virtually. We have brought together practical insights from industry, academia and our own experiences as a service highlighting new opportunities to work with the university and our students. 2020 and the COVID pandemic have forced a rapid change in how we communicate, forcing us to embrace new technologies and approaches to working. In many ways, this has been the acceleration of recent trends. The increasing importance of online engagement, the rapid growth of video content, and the blurring of lines between what we think of as events and what we think of as content. In the careers and enterprise service at UWE Bristol, we've been adapting to these shifts for some time. Our first major project developing video content with employers began in 2018, and we launched our first podcast in 2019. While we'd started on this journey, developing experience and expertise along the way, the need to move all activity online has still posed a major challenge. Our immediate focus was ensuring we could facilitate continued employer-student engagement, utilising existing software and platforms in the short term, while acquiring and implementing new technology that will allow us to do this at scale in the longer term. While technological constraints have limited the number of employers we've been able to involve in activity, moving events online and developing more content with employers has led us to engage more students with key employability messages than ever before. We've also made significant progress on our longer-term solution, acquiring the platform Handshake, which from the new year will allow us to run large-scale employer fairs and increase the number of smaller targeted events. Later in the episode, we will hear more about Handshake. But first, we wanted to share the insights of Rowena Back, Talent Strategy Director at PeopleScout, on how recruitment is being disrupted and how employers are responding. Hi, I'm Rowena Bark. I am People Scout's Talent and Strategy Director, which means I help companies, large and small, public and private, with their talent acquisition strategies, ambitions, and challenges. Um, what that means on a day to day basis is I'm supporting clients with, 
to improve the diversity of their talent pool, make better decisions with data, um, improve their candidate experience. It's been a very difficult six months for every sector. Obviously, the hardest hit have been the leisure and hospitality and travel industries. But all industries have been affected to some degree. And we have seen across the board in, in organisations remaining static and adjusting to an economic downturn and COVID changes to consumer behaviour and those that are growing, we've seen that this really turbulent environment means that recruiting teams are deluged with applications. Candidates seem to be adopting a quote-unquote spray-and-pray type approach. Uh, there was a poll recently, I forget the source, but it, a poll recently that showed about 20 applications per candidate, um, which is putting incredible strain on resourcing teams. And not surprising, these sort of cursory applications are leading to higher renege rates at every stage of the recruitment process, which is costly in a time when every organisation is trying to manage their costs. Um, this really means that the relationship between companies and candidates is shifting. So candidates are very nervous about who to work who to work for or who to work with. Companies need to make sure they're bringing some stability and reliability. Common denominator through this is the relationship, which is often summarised in recruitment terms as the candidate experience of your organisation. And I spend a lot of time supporting companies understanding what that candidate experience is like, what their recruitment process is like currently, and how to manage it and adapt it for the short term and the long term. With the, with the advent of corona, COVID-19, and the remote working situation, and the reduction in a lot of internal HR um, team sizes, is the use of technology to assess candidates. Um, swiftly, most, most organisations running assessment centres or um, interview processes moved into either video interviewing technology, where the interviews are recorded and then viewed later, uh, a bit like video on demand, or video interviewing technology itself, where you have your platform attached to your applicant tracking system for seamless integration and movement of candidates to a process. And of course, rapid take up of Zoom and Microsoft Teams, the two leading pieces of technology uh, for assessment, group assessment situations where you can move people into rooms. The thing, the thing that we've been pulled in on large scale recruitment is that the process needs to be seamless with your applicant system for maximum efficiency, best candidate experience, and that candidates are expecting feedback. So you need to have a way to automate um, the feedback of their performance through the process more than ever before. And because they are expecting it more, you need to be on the front foot of sharing that as opposed to waiting for and giving feedback retrospectively when asked. Because you can't get on campus uh, in order to engage with students, it's really important to understand and think about your the journey of somebody not knowing you through to knowing you enough to, and trusting you enough to apply through to staying with you in the recruitment process. In order to do that, you need to have recruitment marketing um, and points that they can interact with you either through digital chats or through live chats through Zoom platforms or Teams platforms and spaces where they can come and get to know you. 
the way that you get to know them is about showing them the real stories behind your organization. How have people thrived? Where are your business moving? How is it changing? Ask your potential candidates and students to relate what they're learning to what you're doing. That is the most powerful conversation. It builds the confidence in the candidate. It gives you to have a deeper, more practical conversation with the individuals. As Irina highlighted, it's of the utmost importance that employers ramp up virtual engagement where face-to-face interaction is becoming possible. The move to virtual creates its own challenges. We have to compete for attention in an increasingly crowded online space with students who are being taught mostly online, experiencing what we call Zoom fatigue. To delve deeper in how to capture and hold students' attention over video, we've asked Myra Evans, Senior Lecturer and Broadcast Journalist, to share her top tips. Hello, my name's Myra. I've been a journalist for over 20 years, and now I teach broadcast journalism at the University of the West of England, as well as looking after inclusivity and employability for the Faculty of Arts, Creative Industries and Education. Some quick tips on how to get engaging video that students are going to watch. First of all, know your audience. Find out who's going to be watching it. What's the age breakdown? What are they interested in? Make sure that you use content that engages with some of the topics that they're interested in from the outset. Looking at a video for 5, 10 or 15 minutes can be a little bit boring, no matter how great we look on camera. So what you need to do is break this up with some interesting visuals, whether these are stills or moving images. Try to get images that represent the subject nature that you're talking about and break up that video if you can with some of those. It'll help to keep the concentration of the viewer. Use examples about what you're talking about. Students like examples. It helps them to put the meat on the bones, so to speak, around the concepts and the ideas that you're trying to articulate. Don't use acronyms. In whatever industry we're in, we're very used to acronyms, initials and letters. Try not to use these. Spell them out from the outset so the students know exactly what you're talking about. And finally... Don't overdo it. Less is more in video. Try and think of the three most important things that you want to say and you want them to take away from your video. Don't talk about 33 things. Talk about three things three times. Remind them and remind them again. And then hopefully they'll go away with that all important message. Some brilliant insights from Myra on creating engaging video content. As a service, we're also able to offer accessibility and technical advice, for example, on lighting or sound. So if you're interested in developing inclusive content with us or want some tips for your own content, please do get in touch. Having provided some insights on how the market is changing and how to successfully engage students via video, it's now time to highlight opportunities to work with us and what engagement with UU Bristol students will look like going forward. We have been able to provide a dynamic range of opportunities for students to engage with employers virtually. This has included the development of online video content and resources, webinar-style presentations, and one-to-one and small group appointments. Brought together, these elements have allowed us to recreate departmental fairs virtually. 
Online content in the form of videos and FAQs released to students in advance of events to create a buzz and allow employers to capture students' attention. Virtual employer panels replacing breakout sessions and one-to-one -one and small group appointments to recreate direct student-employer interaction at a physical fair. While opportunities for employers are more limited than normal, we still have events, student consultancy projects and videos where we need employer input, so please do get in touch with us. As we move into 2021, the implementation of our new careers platform, Handshake, will allow us to scale this offer and cater to as many, if not more employers, than at a physical fair held on campus. We will be using this platform for our annual Meet the Employers Fair, which will take place in March 2021. We've asked Handshake's Claire Adams to tell us more about the platform and how employers can make the most of our virtual events hosted here. Handshake was founded in 2013 and has grown to become the leading early career community in the US with over 1,000 college and university partners and over 7 million active student users. Handshake launched in the UK just around six months ago, uh, but we are hoping to expand even more quickly in the UK than we did in the US. So Handshake is, a, is essentially a network which supports the three sides of the student and graduate talent ecosystem. So students, universities, and of course, employers. So the great thing about Handshake Virtual Career Fairs is it's not just one day and a few hours. When you think about how you're going to stand out at a virtual career fair on Handshake, you can think about your activity pre, during and post fair. So one of the things that we really recommend that employers do in the lead up to virtual fairs on Handshake is message students before the event and invite them to book sessions with you on the day. You can personalise that message by referencing uh, particular courses or experiences that that student has on their profile. And you may also want to give an insight in that message into your company. So what you stand for and the possible career paths on offer. A great way actually to secure a higher RSVP to attendance rate is by collecting questions from students through that pre-event messaging and arranging to answer them in the live group sessions that you might be running. When it comes to running group sessions, we would say make the experience as interactive and representative actually as possible. So invite your placement students, recent graduates maybe, ambassadors or a diverse leader panel to connect students in real time with people they feel represent them. You should also really think about encouraging audience participation throughout the session so get creative in whatever ways you want to do that. Don't forget as well you know in the same way that you can message students before the event it's important to follow up with students or afterwards as well so you'll be able to message all of the students that have attended your sessions through the RSVP tab um, within Handshake so make sure you follow up with them to keep those potential applicants engaged. And finally, I would say much like your booth or stand at a um, traditional on-campus career fair, your employer profile is really where students are going to go to find out that initial information about you and your organisation. So make it as engaging and representative as possible. The great thing about your employer profile is it will be there before the event, after the event. You don't need to take it down or pack it up. It continues to be the way that students will interact with you on the Handshake Network. 
So top tips for an employer profile, I would say an honest description and engaging imagery, both for your logo and your banner image. They're basics, but they're really, really important. I would also think about how your people are represented. So the team at your company, can you add some representative public staff profiles and encourage existing or previous student employees to leave reviews about their experiences working with you on your profile? Never underestimate the power of peer to peer. If you do have available jobs or upcoming events, add them to your profile so potential applicants can see the kind of career paths um, available at your organisation, but can also see you know, future ways to stay engaged and, and find out more. And finally, actually, I would encourage students to follow you as an employer. Um, students can easily do this um, in the top right hand corner on your employer profile page. And that way, the next time you post a job or attend or host an event, those students are going to receive a notification in Handshake. This is really going to broaden your impact beyond just the day of the fair and begin to build out your talent pipeline. As Claire laid out, Handshake will provide an integrated platform to allow us to hold large scale virtual events this year. For further information about these virtual events or any of our virtual employer engagement activity, please visit the UE Bristol Recruiting Talent web pages or do get in touch at engaging.talent at ue.ac.uk. Thanks for listening and keep an eye out for future episodes examining more insights on accessing the best talent UE Bristol has to offer. If there's a particular area you would value us to focus on, please do get in touch.